Yes, I'd like to welcome you to Crosscut Maker Radio. It has been quite a while since I've done any kind of a radio show or just individual podcast. But um, I've been mainly doing just recording the the Bible study we do on Saturday evening up at my parents and posting uh, some of them, not all of them, on the podcast outlet. But today, I felt led to do a brief, probably 15-minute show here on the question of homosexuality and Christianity. Of course, this is the big issue of the day. Homosexuality, just in general, is one of the bigger issues of the day. Of course, the LGBTQ movement is rampant and laws are being passed and all these things are going on. And it's, so it's probably, if not the biggest issue of the day, dealing with just the world in general, but also, obviously, it, it addresses Christianity and the Bible, um, that this is the, the issue that we're having to deal with. And so the, the topic I'm going to discuss is the topic of homosexual Christianity. You know, that there's, the, there's an assertion, and there's a struggle... Of course, there's an assertion that you can be homosexual, a homosexual Christian, and then there's a new issue that has that has popped up that is not quite as direct as that. Of course, I we'll get into this in a little bit, but um, I would say immediately that, that there's no such thing as a homosexual Christian. Um, there's no such thing as a lying Christian. There's no such thing as an adulterated Christian. You don't identify with sin attached to the word Christianity. But there's been a new movement that has dealt with same-sex attraction and um, and it's dealing more with the the inclinations in the heart toward some same-sex attract you know same-sex attracted I would call it temptations. It's clear up front biblically that homosexuality is a sin okay and it's clear just you know, I'm always very careful to say that so is adultery so is lying so is coveting so is materialism so is any form of idolatry and so I, I think the homosexual community for a long time has been targeted as if they were the most evil people in the world and while homosexuality is clearly, you cannot deny the Bible. If you believe the Bible, it teaches that it's sinful. And it's, it's not only sinful, it's against nature. And so it's obviously sinful behavior. And it's, it's repeatedly taught. And you can try and twist the words of Jesus and everything else and try and make the Bible say, put it in this context or that context. But it's, you just have to deny what the Bible says, literally, if you, if you don't claim that homosexuality is, is in the God of the Bible's mind a sin. So that's the first affront, I would say, that. Um, but also, obviously, like I said, there's a whole lot of other sins listed. And we all are all born in sin, and we all love the sin we're born in. And so I don't ever isolate or uh, set apart homosexuals as some kind of an in, uh, a exceptionally sinful people. I don't do that. I, it's, like I said, it's simple behavior, and they need to be anybody who's in any form of sin. If they die in their sins they die with unforgiven sin and that sends a person to hell and so but over over the years it's been I have felt like that it, they've been targeted as uh, an exceptionally uh, wicked group 
by people who are probably not even Christians. You know, just the conservative right people, people in sorry, in the political right are not Christians. They're self-righteous people, and so they they they've targeted this group. And I think that they've taken an unfair, over the years, unfair, uh, like I said, targeting from political people who would claim to be Christian. Um, but recently, it's been kind of swung the other way, where where the homosexual movement has invaded the church, in a sense, and then they're they're trying to claim that you can be uh, an open homosexual and be a Christian. And I, I see that all over the place. And again. That's not biblical either. And so I always start with that. Homosexuality is a sin. We're all sinners. And so I always address any sin with humility, knowing that i got many sins that I still struggle with. Even as a believer, I struggle with sin every single day. So I say this all with humility and all with ultimately the target of anybody hearing, whether you're a homosexual or not. You know, if you're not in Christ, if you, if you don't believe that Jesus Christ is God and you don't trust in his redemptive work, his perfect life, his death for sins, his resurrection alone for your salvation, it doesn't matter what sin you're caught up in. It could be materialism. It could be self-righteousness. Um, it could be any form of immorality, including homosexuality. It could be adultery. It could be addiction. Any, you know, A lot of these, doesn't matter what sin that you're in, you're doomed without Christ. So there's the ultimate issue there. So this is not, but there's issues that have popped up that's affecting the church. And I think a lot of people are addressing them, and I just felt like I needed to as well. So, a lot of people ask me, can you be a homosexual and a Christian? My answer is kind of a little bit tricky, kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing. Is, is yes, you can, but for a very little while. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you're a homosexual and you come to Christ, your, your, your lifestyle, you're justified instantly. The moment you believe that Jesus Christ is God and you trust in His work, you believe the gospel, you humble yourself, you're, you're declared righteous by God at that second. That means He has declared you righteous from then all the way to through eternity. And so you're declared righteous in an instant, but your impulses and your sin, yes, you, you do, there's a moment of repentance there at salvation, right thereby where you do, you realize your guilt. And that's what repentance is. It's that inner brokenness over sin. And so if you're a homosexual and you get genuinely regenerated by the Spirit, He will bring you to conviction, and you will recognize that as a sin. And you will humble yourself and confess that as a sin. But that doesn't mean, though, the behavior immediately goes away in a second. And so the struggle begins there in sanctification. Again, with me, mine were more like drinking and smoking and self-righteousness and material. I mean, I had the whole, but I wasn't homosexual. I was, a, you know, had all kinds of lustful problems and everything else. But I was, but that wasn't my issue. But when I got saved, I knew something was different, and I be, and I began to view the things that I was doing differently. But it was it took a while, it took quite a while for me to even understand exactly what was going on. To be honest. And so my point is, is that you could practice homosexuality behavior for a brief amount of time after you get saved even, but it's not going to be long because the Spirit will, all of a sudden, the, Spirit, the Holy Spirit will begin convicting you of that, and it will no longer be enjoyable, and He will bring you out of that eventually. Okay, so that's what I always say. When you're saved out of homosexuality, the behavior doesn't change overnight. It can. Um, there are a lot of times, sometimes there are deliverances where it actually just, boom, it's over, and the inclinations go diminish 
rapidly, but I would say most of the time it's it's a process. But it does happen. Again, you don't you don't love homosexuality, and then there's the issue. You know, if somebody claims to say I'm a homosexual Christian, and their attitude towards that sin is that they love it, and they're and they're proud of it. That's not a Christian, because the Holy Spirit takes the love for sin and changes that. Changes changes to you. You're now struggling against it, and so. Those are the people that have invaded the church and say, "Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm openly and proudfully, and I'm not struggling against homosexuality at all, and I'm a Christian." That's impossible. That's an impossibility. The struggle begins at salvation. So if you don't have a struggle against homosexuality and you claim to be a Christian, you're not a Christian. You're probably you're self-deceived, or you know that you're not a Christian. You know you don't believe, and you're just for whatever reason claiming to be a believer. But I, I recognize the wickedness of our minds, not just them or any group but all of us we can be deceived into believing a lot of things but the reality is if you're not struggling against the sins of your life you're not a Christian regardless of what they are and so that's that's first identify I always try to identify okay what's your attitude towards homosexuality now so having made that clear that anybody who is not struggling against homosexuality and claims to be a Christian and they're proud of their homosexuality and they're not only proud of they want to shove it in your face and they want to make you believe what they believe that's not a Christian you know they haven't regenerated that's pretty obvious biblically but the newest issue is the struggle of the temptations of the same-sex attraction and and of course the same-sex attraction the inward thoughts of they're lustful, but it's for the opposite sex, are sinful. Those inclinations, those thoughts are sinful, and they are to be um, bad, mortified and battled. But those dealing with the inner inclinations of the heart are even more complicated when it talks about, you know, we talk about how you can be a, a homosexual, you come to Christ, and that behavior can go on for a little bit, but not very long. Because the Spirit will pull you out of that, it'll be, it'll be repulsive to you after you get saved. But the inclinations of the heart are a little more tricky because those are temptations and those are impulses of the unredeemed flesh. And again, with me personally, I wasn't homosexual, but I had all kinds of sins in my life, drinking and, and greed and everything else, that the Lord has worked on and he's gotten me over time and time and time through chastening and, and, and growth and the word and prayer, gotten me to the point where I'm much more sanctified by His grace, but I still struggle with those things. I still have temptations towards the things of my past. You know, but but my but my responsibility as a Christian is not to coddle those things. And there's where the same-sex attraction crowd gets it wrong. I think they're they're trying to say, okay, as long as it's inner and you're not acting on them, then you can have those in your life and, and you don't resist them and and you can identify yourself as a same-sex attracted Christian again. Those are temptations. Those are thoughts that you shouldn't have. That 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 you should, or that you that you fight against. I should say, because again, temptations. You're going to be tempted. Those thoughts of, of whatever sin it is that you come out of. You're going to be tempted towards those. But what you do with those thoughts, that's the battleground against sin, begins in the mind and in the heart. For no matter what the sin is. And you and if you coddle that sin, and if you allow it to cultivate, even in your mind, you're like, okay, well, I'm just thinking about the, uh, about shopping and I'm thinking about all you know having this boat and this new house and your heart is just just idolatrous towards the thought of having all these things that's sin too that's a sin of the heart even if you don't go out and 
try and buy the house and try and buy the boat and all those things. So it's the same issue there. So when you have, so if somebody gets saved out of homosexuality, I'd imagine those impulses and those temptations are going to be there. And again, there's, I'm sure there's points, I've heard of cases where there's deliverance to the point of where there's no longer even the desire there. And, 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 and I believe that. I believe that's, but I believe that's probably exceptional. And I believe even those people, the Bible says, you got to be careful not to ever get to a position where you think, okay, those desires are behind me because, you know, be careful when you stand lest you fall. Scripture where it talks about you don't want to ever get comfortable and say that that issue's over and never coming back because that's right when it will come back. And so if you're battling against it, yes, the desires by the power of the Spirit will be quenched and will be, will be mortified. But that's a daily battle. In the unredeemed flesh, that's a daily battle. And so I would imagine if I, you know, if you're a homosexual, and especially if you're really ingrained in that lifestyle for an extended period of time, and you get saved, it's going to take some time, if not a whole lifetime, to battle those inner desires. And, and, and this is where I think an issue that needs to be brought up is, is while I'm absolutely, like I said, opposed to anybody claiming to be a Christian and saying, I'm proud to be a homosexual, and a homosexuality is not a sin, and, and, they're, and they're shoving it in your face, I've already said that, but but I also think you got to be careful with people who were homosexuals who genuinely are converted, genuinely are converted, and they're struggling with those temptations and those thoughts. And you hear these a lot of these people come along and say, "Hey, if you're having you know sinful thoughts about homosexuality, that means you're not a Christian." That's not true either. Again, we've been through, and it's clear that that you're bat you'll battle against the flesh your whole life. Even the Apostle Paul says, "Wretched man that I am in his life." We saw what David did. You see. Time and time again, Peter, you know, almost denying the gospel in Galatians. I mean, just you recognize unredeemed flesh, even an apostle and prophets and struggle with that. So any Christian who gets converted is going to struggle against sin their whole life. And again, I say if you get saved out of homosexuality, that's likely going to be something. The temptation and the impulses of the heart are going to shoot that way rather than with me. They shoot different ways. And so I just don't think you need to assert and say, well, if you have homosexuality attraction, that means that you can't be a Christian either, because that's, that's an inner thing. But it, it, again, here's where I think the whole discussion turns on, is what's your attitude towards those thoughts? What's your attitude towards those thoughts? And you're, you should be struggling against them as a Christian. And, 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 but even as a Christian, like I said, with, you know, with the example with me is, you know, materialism will use as an example. I struggle with that my whole life, and, and I've learned what wretched idolatry is, but I still struggle with it, and there's sometimes I give into it, and and so, and so you just have to battle, or you have to guard against. Sometimes even the attitude of the heart towards temptations are not what they should be as a Christian, because we are unredeemed. Um, but again, with the same-sex attracted crowd, if it's a dangerous teaching to say. You want to identify yourself as a same-sex attracted Christian? That that is unbiblical. Again, you're you're almost you're, that's 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 allowing that to be part of your life, where we're to mortify those same-sex, you know, any sinful thought. And that's it's a sinful thought. And so I hear people, famous people, famous Christian people, you know, living with other men, but saying they're celibate. I mean, if you think that is obedient to the scriptures, that is outrageous. And to teach that to other people is really, really dangerous. And you're to mortify it and fight against it by the 
power of the Spirit, by prayer, by the means of grace. But just like I said, I'm not isolating that particular sin. That's all of us. But that teaching is exceptionally dangerous. Because if you coddle sinful thoughts in your heart, it'll destroy you, regardless of what they are. Regardless of what they are. If you're a Christian, and you, and you, like I said, with my you know, materialism, and if you coddle thoughts in your heart, and you're continually thinking greedy thoughts about what you want, coveting, 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 that will destroy your walk with Christ. It won't destroy you. It won't take away your salvation. It'll lead you to chasing it. But it'll just, you know, you'll just be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. But it's just that particular sin. And again, that's kind of the same issue with the same-sex attracted group. So again, my summary here is it's, it's, it's about your attitude towards any sin, including homosexuality. Whether, again, if you identify yourself proudly as a homosexual Christian, you're not a Christian. That means that you don't think it's sin. You think you haven't repented of that. You haven't humbled you. You haven't acknowledged that that's sinful. And so that's impossible for you to be a Christian if you if you say, I'd be, again, you know, I would say if, if uh, with the issue of coveting that I've struggled with my whole life, that'd be like me walking around saying, hey, I'm a coveting Christian. I just covet all the time. And I'm just proud about it. Even the Bible identifies it as sin. I just covet, covet, covet. That's, you, you, that's not what you do. And so it's about the struggle against the sin. And, and with the same sex attracted group, there's more an inner thought, inner temptation group. You, we're called to fight against those thoughts. You don't coddle them. You don't cultivate them. You, you, you fight against them. Again, the only way to do that is to set your mind upon the Lord, set your mind upon scriptures, ask for his help. You can't do it by your own power. There is no joy in coddling any simple thought. There's no joy in coddling, coveting thoughts. There's no, there's no joy. There may be temporary pleasure. That's what sin always offers, temporary pleasure. Then it destroys you. It, it hardens your heart. It, it dulls you, and before you know it, you're just in trouble. And I'm talking about as a Christian. And I go there every other day, but you just got a war on with it. So that is the topic I wanted to address because, again, that is the topic of the day. And I pray that this has been helpful. And until next time, God bless.